Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 73. My name is Hobbit Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, Nolo Time? Great to be with you again here for another special episode. Obed, it felt like we took last week off for some reason, even though we obviously had an episode. It just shows you how much I enjoyed doing this. I was really looking forward to this, so I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, man, especially with all some news that broke down, uh, yeah. some follow up, some stories that we talked about last week and uh, and the Game Awards going on right now as we right speak. Now. So, so guys, if uh, we, we actually got a world premiere right now on Nintendo Switch, so we'll see what it is. So if you oh, there's a Marvel game on Switch, Joel, coming out. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy, most that's likely. Right. Yep, that's, that's right. what it is. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy on yep. Switch. There you go. So, um, <laughs> so the, there's your first big announcement from big the Game Awards covered on no load time. That's right. Um, so we're gonna be we're gonna be sort of do, be uh, sort of doing this thing. So it's gonna be a very different episode today. Uh, so we do have some topics for you guys, and um, we're going to go back. And this looks like it's an Avengers game, Joel, or one of those Marvel Ultimate Alliance type of absolutely, games. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I look forward uh, to playing that. Yeah. So. Um, so we're going to go back and forth between our topics. And then whenever there's an announcement at the Game Awards, uh, we are going to, you know, usually do about an hour long episode. We're not going to go too crazy over uh, anything that's going on at the Game uh, Game Awards. But uh, if there's breaking news and if there's any new announcement like uh, like the one we just uh, spoke of right now, um, we will definitely um, talk about it. So, Absolutely. but Joe. I don't know if there's anything new. If you do, if you did anything over the weekend, that's interesting. Uh, I don't have anything. I've been really, really busy with you know work and and family stuff. Unfortunately, a uh, bunch of stuff going on. But uh, but yeah, it's um, it's yeah. it's a it's it's been a weekend. But I don't. I really don't have anything. Yeah, similar to you, I spent my weekend catching up on life. Uh, <laughs> you know, things that you just have to do and. Uh, I did, of course, have to try and find some more time to play my Nintendo Switch, and I just am in love with this thing, man. It, it's phenomenal. I, I think the the weirdest thing is when you're doing multiplayer. Um, I got to test it out better, and you know, especially specifically on Mario Kart, it's a little weird when you're trying to use these Joy Cons and they're super small, and you're you know oh. splitting in one half. But yeah. even with it being like weird and whatnot i still just love the um versatility of the console like i love what they're trying to do with it i love the innovation behind it. it's not similar to anything else but um i i do think the pro controller is something that's probably coming in my near future here just because you know it might be a little more comfortable with that being said when you actually have it you know you're you're playing with it in the handheld version not on the dock um it's perfectly fine it's comfortable triggers are fine um, move just just fine, but yeah, I'm really enjoying getting into my Switch. I, I look forward to playing some more pre- Crash Bandicoot this weekend because cool. you know I love my myself some Crash. Yeah, man. So um, do some research on the the eight bit though SN Pro, um, okay. spe- more specifically the SN Pro two. Um, I heard it's really really good for for the Switch and it's Bluetooth, so it works on Switch, mobile devices, and PCs. Yeah, that would help. Um, more comfortable, yeah. Yeah. So in that, uh, it, it's it's basically a Super Nintendo controller with with four shoulder buttons instead of the two, and and uh, analog sticks. So yeah. it's it looks really nice, really comfortable, and I think it's like forty, forty forty five dollars if I'm not wrong. So yeah, it's yeah. not versus the seventy or the sixty that you would pay <laughs> for the for the Pro controller because the Pro controller is kind of expensive if you. Oh yeah. If you ask me, yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's a great option. So if you're looking to do that, I heard really good things about 8B dough controllers. I'm actually looking to get at least one of the wireless controllers for the uh, uh, SNES Classic. Okay. Be- yeah, because they're they're only twenty five dollars for those since they don't have any rumble or analog sticks or anything. Uh, they're pretty straightforward. So um, so I'm looking to maybe get one of those and and see how that how that works out. I heard great things about them, but that's something that you may be interested in, man. For sure. For sure. No, it's, uh, it's got to save you can, but still need that uh, comfort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I think the, uh, there's one new con- wireless controller from, uh, not Hori because Hori is doing their, um, controllers wired right now. Um, 
but it's it's the other company that makes some uh ps4 uh peripherals as well uh a pro or pro a something like power a okay so power a has a wireless controller i think it's like 40 bucks they sell at target uh but but it does not have rumble Mm. yeah so i mean you probably get good battery life out of that but you know and it's comfortable from what i heard it's really, really comfortable controller um but uh it, it might be might be an option for you too so oh for sure yeah cool cool uh man if you if you want to start off with um with a big trailer because we were expecting a few trailers this week but yes. you know originally we had a, a presidential passing sure. and and uh, you know stuff getting delayed and game awards going on maybe something's yeah. going to happen tonight we don't know uh, but Joel, we've got the second trailer for Captain Marvel, which I would call the actual first trailer because the first trailer was more of a teaser. Exactly, it was. Um, yeah. yeah. It, so, so this is a, a more of an in-depth look because we did see a lot of Captain Marvel wearing her usual, you know, uh, red, gold, and blue costume. Uh, with we saw a lot more powers being shown. The first trailer that I've seen from Marvel, Joel, especially in the last, um, I want to say, two years, where the CG actually looks great. Yeah, um, you can tell that they've spent a lot of time between their last trailer and now that doing their um, post-production work. It's The movie comes out in March. They've got to continue to push it. I think that was something that when you look at with Black Panther, it's one of the biggest problems with that movie is that they just ran out of time. You know, they didn't have enough time to polish some of the stuff at the end of the movie, and you could see it. So, yeah. you know, I, I think Marvel, I'm sure that they've grown so much as a studio. They're trying to make sure they continue to polish this stuff up. But with that being said, Obit, what a trailer, man. I mean, it, they're, they're, they're telling you still, like, hints, okay, this person is a warrior, or as she says, a warrior hero, a hero. right? I love that. But they're also telling you, um, she's very human still. So you're like, okay, I want to know more about this side. They're giving you just enough of these little droplets for those who are new to this, that are um, excited for this movie but want to know what they're really getting into. They're giving you just enough for you to to, um, to wet your whistle and get you out there pondering and wanting to be intrigued. And that's that's what you know. People have to understand. Marvel is not the kind of studio, and I'm not trying to throw shade in other studios, but they're not the kind of studio out there that's trying to do a you know a, a blow them up um, you know fight and rumble movie and just make bucks off of it. They're trying to tell you a story, and that's what people love about these movies so much. They connect with these characters who are completely fictional, but they have these elements of them with a strong backbone story. So when you do see this character show up. In Avengers, and you see this character um, progressing, maybe other movies potentially down the line, you care just because they're giving you such a strong backstory. She'll have her blow up scenes. In fact, that's my favorite, you know, part in the trailer. I think most people has a favorite scene, you know, when she just goes supernova at the end and is literally just blowing everything out of existence around her, including a ship. She blew up a ship, guys. Yeah. She didn't just knock people out. She blew up a ship. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I like what, what you just said. It's like Marvel's not only trying to tell you a story but they're trying to tell you a story that connects to the rest to the last 10 years worth of movies which is really hard and, and what what they're doing is incredible it's what they're able to pull off with you know building this cohesive universe and um all these movies around it i think it looked great um the only thing that i i don't want i don't not that i don't like it right um, but I think the makeup on the scrolls is is kind of not super super elaborate. Sure. It, and that, that that but that's the only thing, right? I don't see. Yeah. Um. That, other than that, I didn't see any other issues or anything else that would that would take me away from that movie. Um. And going back to, uh, the the scrolls again. Joe, what do you think of Captain Marvel going Super Saiyan? Oh, my gosh. Because he was everywhere. It's a meme now. She I went know. Super Saiyan in the trailer. She, she did. And I think it's I think it's cool. Like, it's creative. You Like, she, 
like they, they they're trying to still like you know i think i think it's a little bit of also international influence to be to be straight think, up with I you a bit a, yeah i think it's I, a, a little i think it's a little bit of a nod too i do i do yeah. but i think like marvel is infamous for like contracting a lot of um large i mean it's a big projects right so they got bringing people in from other other places and i think there's some some of the art styles a little bit inspired some international and, and, they, and they, they accept that and they appreciate that and they've they've done that I mean, since age of ultron you've seen it even grow even more of that international influence so yeah i, I felt yeah. that a little in here but uh, it was cool yeah it was cool i saw i saw a, a tweet that was that was perfect that was like hey take um take the infinity stones and replace them with dra- replace them with dragon balls yeah and take the scrolls and replace them with namics and then take cat marvel replace it <laughs> replace her with goku boom dragon ball movie so, I mean, uh, that was pretty good. Anyhow, uh, going awesome. back, going back to Captain Marvel. I, I just get involved in the, in the Dragon <laughs> Ball. Um, but just going back into uh, uh, the the trailer itself, um, they did a great job. Uh, I, 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 what I I also like that they showed a, a different side of Nick Fury. Yes. Uh, they they showed a softer side to Nick Fury. You know, he's he's just this usually this hard ass. You know. Guy that is like your special agent dude, right? Um, so they they showed a softer side, a more uh, you know he's always had had this you know sarcasm and this um uh, uh, this it's a, you know a, a sense of humor to him, right? He's not like oh, he's yeah. always been super serious, um, but we we see him we see a, a softer side, and I like yes. that. You know, with the those cat scene at the end was uh, was was really nice. Uh, that, was, that was pretty funny. But but oh but oh but in response to Nick Fury, that specific scene you see in the trailer where he's driving a car and Captain Marvel's on top of a of a of a train or whatever, the first thing that pops through my mind is, dude, if you've watched Winter Soldier, if you watch these movies, whenever Nick Fury is driving in a car, that's gonna be an epic sequence. I, I'm telling you, he's yeah. the super agent car. You know, it's gonna be an old school agent car that he's gonna be driving. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always happened like that in in, in all the Avengers movies and, and Winter Soldier. Every every scene that Nick Fury drives, yeah, you're right, you're right. Something that's gonna happen. Yeah, something's good, gonna good. happen there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, I I'm very positive towards it. It's it's one of those things that I'm I'm definitely gonna go see it in the movie theater. Yeah, uh, just because I I need to find out how this you know hooks together with with Avengers four or whatever it's called. So, um, I'll be there and I'll, I'll check it out. Um, I I've seen a lot of enthusiasm for it and positive reactions from even not like super casual, like Marvel fans. So, um, yeah, I I think it's gonna do well. I think the movie's gonna be is gonna be pretty good and it looks good visually. It looks good. Like I said, the CG for you know the first time in a while we see that CG looks really really solid on a trailer because uh, yes. it's been it's been okay, but yeah. but we we've probably we 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 know that that the final product's gonna be uh, exactly. it's gonna be different exactly but, but yeah um, overall very positive so yeah Just mo- moving moving on real quick to uh, to other Marvel news Joe because um. Uh, th- we didn't have this on on our uh, on our docket, but the uh, Golden Globe nominations were um, uh, were out this morning, and and Black Panther got uh, three nominations, if I'm not wrong, right? That's right. Black Panther getting some recognition, guys. Obed, I said this to the some one of the person that was with me when I actually walked out of the movie theater. I said, "What is it going to take?" for marvel to get recognized like what more do they after it's really specific after watching black panther in theaters what what are they gonna have to do to be recognized beyond visual effects or sound editing like i'm not saying that's gonna win something big or that it deserves to be the best i'm not one of those people i understand the arguments for other films but i just want recognition for someone to say i see where you innovated I see where you try to do something different. What Marvel has done, other people are trying to now replicate what they're doing. You know that you're you're innovating the industry when other people are trying to repeat the same success you have, and no one has come close to it. It's a very specific formula, and, and um, I'm happy to see that there's some recognition there on a larger scale. Black Panther is a great movie. It is. 
actually, you know, watched it a couple weeks ago and again, and yeah, it, it it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, so we got nominated for uh, Best Drama uh, Film, and what were the other two categories? It just slipped my mind. Uh, gosh, I, I want to pull this up um, just Fact to check. make sure. <laughs> Fact-checking it, guys, live here on the show. <laughs> okay, Best Picture Drama, Best Original Song, All the Stars, and Best Original Score. Okay. So that's – but the Best Picture part drama, I think that's the one that really stands out to most people. I, I'm loving the soundtrack, too, also getting on there because, man, like – you could still play all the stars now, and it's it's a great great song. It's, I th- I thought Black Panther had one of the best soundtracks of the year. If you're into the the music side, Kendrick Lamar did, but uh, and then also the actual track played within the film, the actual composition was was very very strong too. Helped it, bring, it was, bring it to life, you know. Absolutely, this, this yeah, this was a movie that that really benefited from its um from its soundtrack. Uh, because it, there's some set pieces and all this that the movie, uh, that the the music goes along really well with uh, with those uh, with those scenes. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, cool, cool, good stuff, good, good for good stuff for Black Panther. And uh, you know, like yeah, like you said, it's good to see that it's finally getting some recognition, and um, and that we're you know we're not we're not nerd only nerds anymore, right? Exactly. We're, we're mainstream. <laughs> I was mainstream before it was mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Joe, Netflix, we talked about it last week with uh, the cancellation or, or non-renewal of, uh, of Daredevil. So, uh, some, some other news came out, some updates, and there's um, someone, uh, and, I, and I can't remember the name, Joel, you can maybe refresh my mind, but uh, was saying that this was very unexpected. Um, because yeah. they, they were, they were, I'm looking for, for the right wording on it. Um, it was doing well because yeah, it was doing well. It was getting good ratings. It was, it was getting, um, good ratings. It was reviewing well. It was very popular. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this person was saying that. That there was a shock to everyone to see that Netflix just straight up canceled it, and someone was like, "Oh, I'm sure it's gonna come out at Disney," and and this person was saying, "Was like, well, I'm no, I'm not 100 sure that that's gonna happen." They, I know Netflix has some sort of block on the characters for you know that they they cannot appear in other platform for you know one to two years, but Joe, what's your what's your opinion on this? I mean, we just as a as a follow up from last week, we yeah. we already shared our thoughts and we we think we we share with you guys what we think it's gonna happen. Uh, but just as a follow up, Joel, what do you think it's uh it's going on over here? We're definitely getting a lot more clarity as time goes on, and that's to be expected. So more things coming out, which is why we're bringing it to the forefront today. Um, you know, we have more evidence now behind it, like you were just pointing to. I just have it in front of me here saying that you know, I had close to 30 million demand expressions, and it was on the top four being streamed over the last month behind things like Narcos and Stranger Things and Sabrina. So those are all Netflix originals. You have Daredevil, Daredevil being right up there with them. You have to think anything in the top five of Netflix would be safe. According to Deadline, their speculation is that it's it's largely because of the launch of the Disney Plus streaming service that Disney decided to cut uh, these things. And they're also saying that Jessica Jones is a puncher, can't be far behind. Now, same thing you said, Obed, is that it seems like there is some stuff that Netflix has stipulations where you can – you, you can cut off these characters, but for any other studio to pick it back up and put it on the screen, you know, just the way year two. This is kind of what I was alluding to to bring some clarification here when I was saying um, in our last episode where if it is if these characters are going to be on the Disney streaming service, it would not be Daredevil season four. I, I said very specifically it would be like Heroes for Hire. It would be, a sense, a redo of Defenders to some degree. And see what happens. I I, really, I strongly believe that's the case. I don't. I can't see um, Disney seeing this and just going, "Okay, that's fine. We'll bench these characters for five years." I I, I think that's Absolutely that's ridiculous, not. especially Daredevil for the most part, because 
it took a while for them to get that the rights back, and they didn't blink at a second that that he was available. So I think there's there's definitely plans. I can see within two years, like we're saying that heroes for hire kind of thing. But at the same time, with me saying that, don't be so connected to the actors. Um, you know, when things like this happen, when when cancellations or are not um, picked up or renewed, rather for another season, when these things happen scheduling guys are not on the books to do stuff anymore that doesn't mean they're going to just come back because they love doing the character now they're yeah. not contractually obligated to do it so his con each of his characters contracts are are kind of gone at this point to, to from what we understand absolutely um the the what's interesting again is that it, again this is a very well-liked series I really don't see Disney just abandoning the property anytime soon because it's again popular, being well reviewed and 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 well liked. Uh, also, uh, they this actors all all of the actors that are involved in the Netflix project are um, are are obligated to at least one MCU film. Is that correct, Joel? Or is that yeah? They they I don't I wouldn't say we're obligated but they definitely had that as um that marvel had the right to say if we right. call you you have to answer okay. so um yes it was one film for each of them okay gotcha gotcha uh joel just a bit of breaking news a uh, new far cry game has been announced far uh, cry far dawn. Cry, new far cry new dawn it looks like it's a post-apocalyptic mad max type of game it's uh it's the real fallout joel <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. Um, yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, let's see. Any date? No date. It's probably going to be either late next year uh, or next gen, most likely. Yeah, you know, probably either, either or. Um, when I say next gen, it's it's you know maybe cross gen, so maybe a twenty twenty exactly. game, uh, or or it could be an early twenty twenty game. Fe oh wait, what February fifteen? Wow. Huh. That's soon, dude. That's a year after Far Cry Five. Yeah. So that's that's a whole year after it. Wow, that's crazy. That's soon. It's soon, and the question becomes: Is that a good thing? Yeah, I don't. Know. I get hesitant yeah. when things well, get cranked out that quick. I don't know. The the thing is that this is probably the team that worked on Far Cry Primal. Oh yeah. It's not the main core Far Cry team, so I'm pretty sure that uh, this is this is the Primal team, and we we have another uh, another world premiere here. What's yep, happening? coming up here? Let's see. Okay, okay. I like that art style. The art style is pretty good. So we'll see what's happening here. Um, so uh, Super Giant. So a new a new game from the guys from Bastion and Transistor and. Um, and I can't remember the last game they made. That was that weird basketball role RPG hybrid game that was uh, uh, that, that I heard was pretty good. Um, I really liked the art style and the and you know the narrate the the narrative and, and the music on this games, especially Transistor guys. If you haven't played Transistor, do yourselves a favor, pick up Transistor. It's on, it's on everything. It's on iPhone, PS4, uh, I think even on Xbox. So yeah, uh, pick it up. Uh, this looks. Uh, this game looks like uh, sort of a transistor-ish type of game. Um, Joel here. It looks like a like a Bastion transistor hybrid with uh, Greek gods. So yes, power yeah. of Zeus. They clearly showing. Yep, it uh, looks pretty good. Uh, we'll <laughs> check out what the title for this game is. So yeah, uh, like, like we said, kind of a different show today. So we're we're doing a a live. Video game, the the game awards, not the video game awards, the game awards. The game awards. Now. Yeah, <laughs> the video game awards is when Spike TV used to own it, right? <laughs> yes. That was awful. <laughs> Except the time that Stan Lee gave Hideo Kojima a lifetime achievement award, that was great. Come on, come on. <laughs> Absolutely. I was like Stan Lee yelling Hideo Kojima, and he was wearing like camo. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, he did. That was, that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was probably the only memorable moment. On, uh, <laughs> well, it's Stanley. Uh, come on. Yeah, uh, games called hey. Hades. Yeah, uh, this uh. this new game. So, uh, looks pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, going back to Daredevil, Joe. Bummed. Still bummed. I mean, uh, I'm still. I'm on. I'm up to episode eleven right now. Yeah. Uh, and and. It's great. It's intense. I, I really, really like it. So Another thing to quickly note here, too, that's cam come out now with time passing is that the it, the executives running the Disney Plus side um, 
for the Marvel stuff is the same ones running their movie universe, Kevin Feige and his team. It's not the same television team that do like Agents of Shields. That that team was running the Netflix stuff and they were running you know, Carter and all the other different TV stuff they've done. So I think it's a little interesting. It, it makes sense because we're seeing obviously you know actors that were in the lot you know the the big screen theater theatrical releases that they're the ones coming in for Disney Plus. But that also you know makes me skeptical of maybe actors returning if they are to do something on the new streaming service with the same characters. So just hold out, but those those details, you know, make us sad still. But um, like you said, like we said, Obed, I mean, these characters will be back. It's they're not gone forever. It's just sad that this chapter had to end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joe, the uh, the the Marvel game that was just announced, just to go circle back to that, is Marvel Ultimate Ultimate Alliance three. So I was right on the money on that one, uh, and it is confirmed to be a Switch exclusive, uh, and it's being developed by Team Ninja. So so glad I have a switch, man. <laughs> no, no, you're happy. You got <laughs> I'm that telling switch, you. Right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I like Christmas the... came early for me, and thank you. I know. Yes, I like the the character design. Looks good. It looks like a mix between MCU and uh, and Ultimate. Yeah. So um, yeah, Ultimate Lines one and two, man. I I clock so much time on those. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Which is and interestingly on this one, um, yeah. so they it, it's confirming here. Over in Kotaku, it is out 2019. Uh, again, Switch exclusive. And what's interesting, Joel, it's uh, this game is being developed by Tim Ninja, so it's actually being developed by, by a Japanese uh, awesome. developer. So Tecmo Koei, technically, since Tim Ninja is part of Tecmo, uh, and it is being published by Nintendo themselves. So um, very, very interesting stuff. That's very, that's a very third party. Yeah, strong move by Nintendo, man. Having a Marvel property exclusive to their system—that's awesome. Being developed by you know a great developer because Tim Ninja, of course, they they did the Ninja Gaiden games. They did the um, uh, the the Neo. Um, they did all the uh like the Har- Hyrule Warriors and all these games, uh, that have come out. Uh, the Dragon Quest Warrior Heroes for PS4 as well. So all these games that um, that are that are very popular, they they've worked on them. Um, so uh, interesting. We'll we'll see where that goes. Um, but that's a uh, it's a very cool announcement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Billy. Little Billy's uh, gonna get his just, new Forza. You just reminded me a little Billy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so more more uh, Forza Horizon DLC, I guess. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, that's that's uh, that's uh, yeah. All right, I mean, I guess people like Forza. I mean, I can't complain. Forza seems like a pretty good game. It might be the best game right now. Right but now. exclusive. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah. The last year, I think it's the strongest Xbox exclusive for for 2018. For yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, Joe, uh, we've known that Valve, uh, with their Steam service, have basically dominated PC. Uh, gaming sales for the longest time uh, we've seen EA come out with origin uh, we've seen Ubisoft with their own you know take on it we've seen other services like GOG Google games um, so we've seen other competitors but uh, nothing to the scale of what Epic Games just announced and Epic Games of course being the developers of Fortnite um, you know, it's it's, it's funny because it's that's us like oh, Epic Games, the Fortnite people. I mean, that's that's how you know them now. But yeah. you know, uh, but what people don't realize is that Epic Games also owns Unreal Engine, and Unreal Engine is on. I want to say what sixty percent of the games right now. Yeah, out Unreal there Engine this, is Unreal. The Unreal Engine is Unreal. It's on everything. So. Uh, and it's it's uh, with good cost, right? Because we got to yeah. give them props because it's it is an absolutely versatile uh, engine, and they can definitely do a lot with that. So um, they are uh, they announced that they are releasing their own service, uh, which I believe was going to get a sneak peek at the Game Awards, uh, but they it's very interesting, Joel, because they're coming out with an with a very very aggressive. Um. Um, I, I'd say a monetary, um, program for or monetization program for uh, developers, 
and it is that the the Epic Games will keep 12% of the revenue, 88% will go to the developer and publisher, which is very high. Steam, I believe, is 70% for uh, for the developer and publisher and 30% for Steam. And uh, if, if I'm not wrong, that is the same case with the um, App Store, the Apple Store uh, for, for your apps on your phone. Um, and I'm not sure what sort of program uh, PlayStation and Xbox have. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a, a separate uh, indie uh, a program for indie developers and, and then they, uh, you know, other more traditional games and more, uh, I'll say, mainstream publishers have their own, you know, uh, system in place. But this is very aggressive, Joel, from the part of Epic Games. Uh, they really, really want to put people on their platform. Um, and another big thing, Joel, is that um, Unreal Engine 4, uh, especially, you know, right now, Unreal Engine 4 being the version of Unreal Engine that's uh, up to date. Unreal Engine 4 is free. You can download your tools for free. So you can basically build your own and make your own game for free. Absolutely. Uh, they do sell plugins. They do sell add-ons. They do sell assets. They sell these different things. But the engine itself is free. And it, it for the use of the engine, uh, Epic Games gets a 5% royalty. So say, for example, Street Fighter Five is built on Unreal Engine 4. Uh, for every copy of Street Fighter V that gets sold up against 5% of, of their, of their, you know, revenue of this. Basically that's a royalty cut, right? Yeah. But if they publish their game on their platform, they don't have to pay for a royalty fee. Very and, smart. And that's a big deal, Joe. This is very, very aggressive. Um, I see, I see all games being that are, that are built on Unreal Engine to be on this platform. Like straight Absolutely. up, like it would, it would. This was, this would make the absolute most financial sense for an indie developer that's building their game from scratch using Unreal Engine, and you know, being you know, strapped and and not having a lot of money, and and want to get you know their cut, put the game on this platform. Uh, Joel, this is this is big, big news. Uh, as far as I know, there is no no date uh, for the full launch. If I'm not wrong, any so any new installs, like if you download the Fortnite launcher, right? Uh, the Fortnite launcher is basically now is it's a storefront, so it's not just a Fortnite launcher. Uh, and there's a there's a an option on the launcher itself if you already have it installed, where you can just switch to uh, the storefront mode, so uh, via an update. But man, this is a big, big deal for PC gaming. Um, the uh, there's, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be big. So uh, man, what what are your thoughts on this thing and and PC gaming overall going going with this new option? Well, first of all, I think this is a power move, uh, and I think it's a brilliant power move. You know, on uh, these guys uh, understand the power of Unreal Engine, what they've created, and they see the usage. Like you said, it's ridiculously a large amount of the industry utilizing um, their technology. And and with that being said, like they're gonna of course always make the profit from the royalties, but that's great and all the money. But how do they try and bring back the awareness to who they are as the creators? Well, make a storefront and then tell people pay the price or allow us to put it on our store like you said it's a no-brainer why wouldn't even even the the big dogs out there like i, I don't see why they wouldn't the, the small people independent uh, you know developers and that the big ones Absolutely. out there to me it just makes sense and to them it makes sense but it benefits them because they're going to grow their store and bring people back into their brand just beautiful strategy and I see yeah. nothing wrong with it. I only think it's going to help um, people who are fans of specific franchises. Like we saw the Fortnite effect. You know, the Fortnite effect is a, is, a, is a thing I really believe in. It's real. Um, to what extent, that's a whole other conversation. But, um, you know, I definitely see where when one thing catches fire, that's like Fortnite, if that, when that happens, 
you know, the people will go back to this storefront and they'll they'll um, discover other you know great properties, and that's what they want to do at the end of the day. It just better um, better grows their brand and gives them more opportunities to 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 do more stuff. So I love what they're doing there. They're helping the they're helping the independent you know developers. They're helping out the community, but they're also helping themselves. And and when everybody wins, that's a rarity in business. So I think this is this is a great great thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and what you said, man, there's there's a lot going on with Unreal Engine right now because we've seen, you know, like I mentioned, Street Fighter Five. Most fighting games right now are on Unreal Engine. Yeah. Uh, you know, including J Japanese developed games. You know, Dragon Ball Fighters is on uh, on Unreal. Uh, Guilty Gear is on Unreal. So we're we're seeing that uh, a a lot of versatility. And then we have new games like Kingdom Hearts Three that are coming out built on Unreal Engine. So uh, this is yeah like you said this is a power move they are they are they are they're flaunting their Fortnite uh ca uh, uh case of cash just like yeah we got this case of cash from Fortnite guys and we're going to go do this thing so they're just showing everyone uh the uh the amount um of uh Fortnite uh money that they have um uh, man uh, Red Dead's killing it over oh. here I it's literally like just sent you another message on that I'm three like, out dude, of three. this is the third now. Yeah, three out of three. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Um, we, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, I think this is good. I think PC gaming was long overdue for another platform uh, yes. that, that um, PC users and PC gamers um, Of course, Steam could, is always big to. and whatnot, Absolutely. But, but it's great to see this too. Yeah, I mean, because Steam, Steam was dominating for forever, and then, you know, other service. And then what's going to happen with uh, Games for Windows, or Windows, or the, or the Windows Ooh, Store, yeah. or whatever they call it, right? Yeah. Because when Microsoft's putting a lot of money behind uh, their, you know, Windows Store and their storefront for Windows 10. And so what's what's going to happen to that? I mean, now you have a third option. I mean, is it is it as good as this other platforms you know that's that's pretty crazy so either microsoft needs to either bring it or just slowly just not talk about it kind of like they did with vr when they said that the uh the xbox one x was going to be compatible with vr and they slowly stopped talking about it until hey what happened with vr oh like yeah yeah it's not gonna happen so you know they they, they probably sh should do something like that because I, I don't think there's there's room for for three dominating um game platforms on on pc i can definitely see too right i know that uh origin uh for for ea is big because i think all their games run on origin yes. i'm not i'm not necessarily a pc gamer but yes but you're right um, yeah but yeah so yeah we we will see what happens with uh so uh joe just a, a, a when we did a little bit of foreshadowing here earlier today, um, we we talked about uh, briefly talked about last week um, about what happened with Bethesda and uh, the overall issues uh, surrounding Fallout seventy six. The game uh, coming out pretty buggy, uh, the game not reviewing well. Uh, people not being happy. Then we got that video of that guy throwing a rage fit on GameStop. Did you ever? Did you watch that video? I did. I did. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's hilarious. That's pretty good. It's like as long as no no one's hurt, you know. It's it's funny as long as no one's hurt, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, true. Yeah. 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 So so it's pretty funny. It's like the only the only one hurt was that Snorlax Snorlax plush that just <laughs> felt you know face planet. Poor Snorlax. Uh, so, uh, so that's, that's pretty good, but you know, and again, I I said that Bethesda was uh, they they they're riding the wave. It's like they they they're riding the wave of goodwill from their fans, and that only gets you so far. Um, and then we talked about what happened with the with the collector's editions bag, uh, where the uh, it was a garbage bag. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So, um, so I, I, if just to just to recap real quick, yeah, uh, there is a, a, a 
$200 edition of the game, uh, Power Armor Edition, I think it's called. And uh, the game included a, or the game was supposed to include a canvas bag. And on the picture, you can see it's like, oh, it's like a, you know, nice looking canvas bag. So when um, when fans got their um, their boxes, they saw that there was no no uh, the cam does not it was not a canvas bag it was a nylon bag and they were still advertising it as a canvas bag on their site so um it, it you know fans went to social media they first said they're not gonna do anything then they said they're sorry and they're they'll, they'll give them some in-game uh money and but but then what they didn't do was you know address the actual issue was like they they falsely advertise a a product and um finally on on tuesday they said yeah we are we're gonna go ahead and uh replace your nylon bag with a canvas bag um for free of course uh they just need to open a ticket on the site uh before january 31st and you, they should be good um the uh one thing that uh i, I think caught m the most ire out of the out of the fans was that uh, YouTube influencers and Twitch influencers were getting actual canvas bags for their uh, for their events, and I think that's what set off uh, most people. Uh, and and it wasn't even like it was an actual like 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 Herschel looking bag, like a rucksack sort of sort of uh, bag. It wasn't necessarily like a like a little bag. So they actually got good gear for free. Um, so, so fans, of course, having paid two hundred dollars for this version of the game, were not happy. Um, so that's that's been resolved. Oh, unfortunately, Joel, um, th this it's a uh, Bethesda is this year's meme that keeps on memeing. I know, uh, like Battlefront Two last year. Th there was one on the internet I saw yesterday that was just cracking up. I almost sent it to you. It said uh, Fallout Three. Where's my son? Fallout Four. Where's my dad? Fallout Seventy Six. Where's my refund? <laughs> yeah, and and I heard that there's been a lot of people on Steam asking for refunds, and at one point they were not doing refunds anymore. It was, yeah, it got pretty did, crazy. Did you see the thing about people putting in like requests on Bethesda's site, um, support requests, and then like their requests being public that people could actually see their requests? That's data, exactly data it. That's exactly what I was going to. So, so when you open the ticket on the Bethesda site to get your bag, something there's some something went wrong and data leaked, and and there's a bunch of people's information was out there on the internet. Um, uh. Joel, uh, what I mean. Uh, we've been we've been very critical of EA, right? We make we we poke fun of e at EA, uh, right? And and we did over the Battlefront fiasco, and they fixed the game, yeah, right? And we liked they, the game too. And dude, it was like no questions asked. They went ahead, they fixed the game, yes. and that's it. And yeah. Like, all right, you know, that's true. And the, and then we stopped talking about it because that's what you were supposed to do. Uh, they they actually fixed it so well, Joe. That that's the only thing that I actually played over the weekend. See, because I checked yep. out that Geonosis. Um, uh, uh, DLC came out. Obi Wan and it was, Kenobi. Yeah, it was good. It's good. It's a good freaking game. I mean, and it's dude. The game's out there for like nine bucks, seven bucks sometimes on PSN. It was it was Black Friday. It was like seven bucks at Best Buy or eight bucks. Dude, that's a freaking gift. It's a it's great a no game. Yeah. It, yeah. Seriously, it is a no brainer. It is a great game. I've got my money's worth out of it more than more than I thought that I, that I was gonna get for real. Nice. So, um. Man, where where does this stop for Bethesda? I mean, where should they just? Uh, to be honest with you, Joe, um, this this should be, uh, they they should hit um a heart reset on this game. This this should be like when when Square, um, when when Square Enix said, uh, basically destroyed the world of Final Fantasy fourteen and then then re released it as a Realm Reborn a year after. I think that this is what what should happen to Fallout seventy six. They should just destroy that world again with like a second nuclear Fallout or whatever. Absolutely. So seriously, and then and then restart the game from scratch because 
uh, at this point, I don't think there's anything they can do uh, other than completely um, revamping the game uh, to get people back on board. I think it's uh, I think it's just too much. I think it's just too much, uh, too much, you know, ire from the fans um, and, and just being poked fun at. I mean, Bethesda is a, it's a well-renowned developer. And now they're, you know, the laughing stuck on the internet and in the gaming community. So, um, yeah, what what do you think, Joe? What what should they do? Yeah, I think they have to um, fix. <laughs> they have to fix their marketing of the, of their game too. Um, that, I think that's that's all. Like you said, it's the the miscommunication. Like yeah, marketing's you're, you're, been terrible too. Yeah. Yeah, you're I right. think that's a big. It's a big one there. Like when people have set expectations, that's a hard thing to to change. So you have to make sure that you keep expectations in check. I'm always concerned about, you know, how people are perceiving, you know, products. And I think as an example right here where you, if you're having this many people demanding for refunds or saying like, I, 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 I'm mad about what I got, that means that you mar didn't market it right. So that's the first thing I'm, I'm looking at. Um, the other thing is like <laughs> Make a make a make a good game. Um, don't <laughs> make don't a good just game. <laughs> don't just put a game out there to make money, and then you have you have these garbage bags that you're selling too <laughs> with it, where it makes it look like you're just desperate to get money. So yeah. that's a, that's another issue I think there. And then lastly, you know, <laughs> like look like you care about your customers. Like when you have this issue about people's data being out there publicly like that. You makes it look like you just like customer service is like ah we don't we don't yeah. care that much about it like it's fine yeah so that's some of the main stuff I take away right away I think it's all very fixable though I, I don't I don't think that it's like Fallout is doomed it's just a matter of you gotta pay attention here and not try and say it's it's fine no it's not fine let's fix this stuff yeah. I think they can do that I I think I think Fallout is is a franchise that should take a break should take a long break exactly. like a three four year break right now um i mean they should fix this mess that they've that they've done i mean they they should definitely fix the game um but they they should just put uh fallout to sleep for a little bit um or concentrate on whatever they're doing next and you know uh when when the time is right you they'll know um, the thing with Fallout 76 too, Joel, is that uh, I heard that the game was not supposed was not supposed to be ready uh, right now at release. Um, they they probably needed another six months or so to get the game to where they wanted, um, but they wanted to release for the holidays. Don't wow. I mean when when would, would when will they ever learn? Right, if things are not ready, don't release it. And fans be need to chill out too and let them do that. Exactly. Yeah, because fans usually go crazy. It's like, oh, this has been delayed, delayed. and all oh, man baby and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, they start crying. No, you know, this is not Microsoft Word that you start typing stuff and, and stuff happens on the nope. in the game world, right? You know, we're something about we're talking about, you know, complex math and geometry and all this stuff and, and code and all and artificial intelligence and all these things that are happening in the game. Guys, you know, seriously, just leave them. If it's delayed, delay it. Um, but publishers are, man, they're not going to learn. Um, interestingly enough, Joe, we're just watching a, a, a new uh, a new uh, uh, trailer that came out for Anthem. And um, th that's a game that I think that game was supposed to come out uh, now, November. Yes. And, and the game was, was delayed until February. So... Um, that was a, that was the correct that was the right move uh, from EA. So uh, EA definitely uh, needed to push this game. Uh, they and and also the stream went down for the Game Awards. That's very unfortunate. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so they they definitely uh, needed to do that with Anthem. Um, and it's the right thing when Sony delayed Days Gone, you know, two months. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, Days Gone was coming out the same day as Anthem and uh, Crackdown Three and all these other games. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, they like Sony doesn't 
like they don't play around when releasing games, right? They want to release the best game they can, and they don't care, you know, as 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 long as it's great. If it's delayed, you know, six eight months, whatever, you know, they they just need to do whatever they need to do. Uh, again, Days Gone was supposed to come out now in November, and got delayed to February, and then got moved to April, uh, which I think that was that delay from February to April was deliberate. I don't think that necessarily was a uh it's like hey the the game's bad we need to delay it i i think it was deliberate they're were, they were playing around with their calendar uh who knows what else is coming out next year from from sony so uh we'll see we'll see where that goes but definitely bethesda man it's it's rough um because they uh, fans are like i remember when fallout 4 came out and and uh john bomb gave it a two and Jeff Gersman said the game, the game was not good. That the game was not good, and it was buggy, and it, it just it was just a mess. And um, and then Rooster Teeth came out. Oh, we're all all of them wearing Pip Boys and 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 Fallout gear, saying, "Oh no, the game is great. Don't listen to those guys." And it's like, I mean, if the game's buggy, it's buggy. It's back. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, yeah. So. Hey Joel, you got it. You got yeah. some breaking news. Yep, Crash uh, Team Racing. It's being brought back, and that was one of my PS One favorites. Uh, one of one of my PS One favorite memories there. Right, I could talk about great times I have with that game. They're bringing that back. They just announced that at the Game Awards. Um, so it was pretty cool too because they had, uh, gosh, you know the dude's name, but he was actually dressed as Crash. Opens up a box, pulls out the the um the trophy, and then they played the the reveal trailer for it. So. Nice. Crash Team Racing, bro. That's another good one. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. Their official stream went down. I guess IGN's is up. Yeah, I'm watch. If you watch through Twitter, um, Twitter right now has it. Oh, you're live. watching through Twitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm I'm on their YouTube stream. It looks like their official one went down, but IGN's is yeah, working. Content so. creator of the year is about to be announced. Oh, great. Yep. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> Probably not. Not a low time. <laughs> Got some. Not some yet. Not yet. Not some slug ass content over here. <laughs> Not hey, no, no, hey, that's hey, not hey, that's not no. remotely true. We our quality <laughs> quality is better than a lot of people out there. No, oh, not trying to throw shade at anyone directly, especially, but especially just sound, especially sound quality. Oh my gosh, and our our intro is phenomenal. Yeah, that music's great. If I can yeah, say so at least myself. for the, at least for the podcast, right? If you're watching on YouTube, you won't get any music because we're oh, gonna yeah. get flagged. Yes, yeah, Gotta we're not. We ain't getting fat. We ain't getting flagged on on YouTube. So. Not us. Not us. Uh, no, no, no. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, if you if you want to listen to some music, just check out the audio version on SoundCloud. Uh, Absolutely, just plug that in real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Joel, that's that's what I got. Yeah, just ending with with Bethesda needs to do more on, um, with uh, in regards to keeping their fans happy. Uh, Joel, real quick, the only only last piece of not necessarily news that I have, but the uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, the uh, the PlayStation Classic tobacco. <laughs> Like what the heck happened, Joel? This was supposed to, you. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. <laughs> was like, what happened, man? Uh, the PS so, Classic is sad. Yeah, Nin- Ninja won. Uh, he did. I guess influencer of the year, or whatever. The content creator. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, which was like given, like you know. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, Joel, uh, bad emulation, I guess not great hardware, uh, the ROMs being your, some ROMs running at 50 hertz, and then uh, the console trying to convert it to 60 hertz, and then there was missing frames, and games didn't play well. Man, uh, what, what, a, what, a, what a mess. Um, this was supposed to be a hit, and you know that game selection didn't help either, because nah. the game selection was not super great. Uh, to begin with, there's like only like t- probably ten games out of that list that are you know of my personal interest. So, man, um, just all in all, like from the announcement of it, you and I were like, it's it sounded cool, but didn't sound for us. And then as more and more information came out about it, it just more and more made me feel like I don't even know if I would recommend this to anybody. Like I didn't, I didn't feel that way. And then now hearing, like just operationally. It's not doing great. Like you're having these, like you're saying, you're, you know, you have different uh, bugs and glitches coming out. Like, uh, well, 
you know, it was a hundred bucks. Oh, bet the the price for this. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a good situation to be in. Yeah. Um. Via the, there's you know guys out there trying to hack it and see what they can you know figure out with it. Uh, the one interesting thing that I saw, Joel, is that um, because this runs on a ARM uh, version of the uh, PCSX emulator, yes, uh, the um, you can actually access uh, the the emulation menu and set everything to NTSC, and that basically just um, <laughs> just basically put fixes most of the issues. Uh, regarding frame rate and 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 other things, you know, that uh, the issue the, the the console was having, uh, it, it's unfortunate. I mean, again, yeah, when we saw this, I mean, the, we we said that this is probably not for me. I think the, you know, you can play PS One games on PS Three and Vita. Um, I've used my Vita extensively to play PS One games, and I I it, it is uh, you know emulation is perfect on on those. So, um, you know, it's a shame that they put our uh, an inferior product to stuff that's already out that's years old already. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, Joel, when when are they gonna bring back PSP games? Uh, dude, I mean, maybe that's something with PS Five. They'll try and figure out like, okay, how how far back can we go? I, Dude, I, I'm yeah. all for it though. There's some good stuff on PSP that I don't think enough people have gotten their hands on. Yeah, because PSP games on Vita run fantastic. Yeah, they're great and they they run well. They look really nice. Um, but well, Vita that's no the, longer being a thing. Exactly. Know? Yeah, I mean, with Vita not, no longer being in production and all and all that, where um, you know, where where is this going? Where 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 they there had there has to be a way uh, for those games to be preserved. and Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I mean, because uh, you, if you think about it, you know, those, there's, like you said, there's there's a lot of great games in there. Absolutely. Great library. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Joel, that's what I got. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, well, there's an announcement from Obsidian going on right now. Of course, they just got bought by Microsoft not too long ago. Uh, it A game called, I guess, Spacer's Choice, and it's a... Uh, a space-based RPG, but it, it's also coming out for PS4. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So, we'll, well see what happens bit. with that. Yep. A little bit. That's all I got, but I do know, um, you know, we mentioned in the beginning of the show, there's a strong possibility. By the time you hear this, maybe it has happened. We'll see. But, you know, there's a strong possibility an Avengers trailer will have come out between when this episode was recorded and our next episode and, and also a Spider-Man trailer. So I really look forward to our next episode. We'll probably do some more Game Awards stuff that's happened after we've stopped the, the uh, recording tonight. Probably cover. So I really look forward and want to encourage you guys to stay connected so you can hear all of our latest episodes as they drop. Go ahead and give us a subscription. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Also, go ahead and give us a follow on social media at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we also want to make sure you can stay in contact with us. Send us any feedback, comments, support, whatever you want to do. Send us uh, an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. We appreciate you all out there watching, listening to us. Make sure to stay tuned for our next great episode. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you again next week.